0: We survived again, an easy week in our pool that we've teamed up with. Uh, actually, it wasn't easy. We took Kansas City, and I went to bed at halftime. Watched it the next day, so you know, Kansas City <laughs> easy so, for you, easy for me, right? If I had watched this, I probably would have been sweating a little bit. So, but uh, yeah, moved on.
1: Uh, did you watch that game live by any chance? I didn't watch it live, but I watched the whole thing in one sitting the next morning.
0: Right. All right. So, were you a little without knowing the outcome? Did you get a little worried?
1: Uh, no, I don't. Like I wasn't, I'm not going to sweat survivor. You know, if I bought into the circuit contest for a thousand, I sweat it early. But like in this kind of situation, until we get to the point where we got some real equity, um, you know, when we start getting over a thousand in equity, I'm not going to really sweat it too much.
0: All right. Let me give you some of the pool stats uh, heading into this week from last week. Okay. And then this way I'll get you a little more invested because right now you're right. It's just like a $25 entry pick that you're making every week that I'm putting in. You're just kind of on a podcast. So yeah, let me get you a little more invested right. uh, or at least attempt to. All right. right. There was uh, there's a total of uh, $77,750 in the pool. Okay the website cost is 500 bucks so the guy's taking that out i don't know if that's true it's not but it's what it is sorry the pot sorry the pot is 78250 the 500 minus so 77750 left um 126 people were knocked out last week there's three 1337 people still in the pool there was a total of 3130 entries 1500 original entries 1620 on the buybacks And um, basically, if anyone goes perfect, meaning like you get to the end and didn't buy back, those group of people will split 10%, 77, 75, and then the rest, obviously. And then the double picks start in week 11, depending on how many people are left. So if there's more than 500 people left, the double picks will start in week 11. And if there's more than 400 people left in week 12, the double picks. So double picks only start based on the number of people that are left in the pool.
1: Okay, but there's like 1,300 people left and there's 77,000 in the pot. So we're talking about 60 bucks a pot person right now, right? So we have a $60 equity and like, you know, I, I that's great. And I, you know, I, I'll get annoyed if someone stole 60 bucks from me, but or I lost 60 bucks, but I'm not sweating it. Like, so my other pool, I'm down to the final 10 for 2,100. So i got 210 in equity in that one. I mean, the buy-in was 100. And I was actually hoping the Chiefs would lose because it would knock out a couple guys in that pool. So, you know, I once we get you know to week eleven and we pick two right on week eleven and there's you know a hundred left and we're at seven you know we're seven hundred in equity, I'll be like, okay, you know, I'll care. So,
0: All right, no, that's fair. That that is fair. So I I will. Uh, so basically, if it wasn't for this podcast, you might have even just like forgot about the entry. You might have gotten the auto pick. This is the only thing keeping your attention is the podcast and me needling you each week.
1: Well, no, I mean, for this particular pool, no, I, I make, I've got six entries left Four for that sh- stupid online book, which is like this, like 10 buck buy-in and like a million people in it. Um, And the equity is probably not that high in that. And then my home pool. And because I was in a circa this year, you know, I would live and die with that thousand yeah, bucks, you know, of of that's big because you double your equity there and now you're two grand. It starts to really matter right away. So it's, it's
0: little- that is all fair.
1: By the way, I cut
0: that clip of you uh, bad mouthing the offshore book and you didn't say the name of the book. But I just you know cut that as like a um, just like a throwaway clip and I posted it and it, it went mini viral on TikTok. Oh, it Did it did yeah yeah because <laughs> people liked that you got annoyed that people took it like I cut it so the context of it was not that you lost entries it was that you lost money like that the book stole your money because I I cut no, it with no, a different
1: but, yeah but I mean they didn't they didn't defraud me or anything. no they've, no I, no lived up to their they've lived up to their end it's just they're trying to get me to play online blackjack you know they're like right. sending well, me these notices it's like. Dude, stop with that. Like, come on, man. This is stupid. And then I want to bet a giant's money line this week. We'll get into this. Yeah, But I don't want to bet with them because they 6% charge on your credit card. It's like, okay, I put 200 on the money line. It's 12 bucks. It's not the 12 bucks. It's the principal. Like, I'm not doing a 6% charge to use a credit card. Like, this, it's just like...
0: Well, what you're doing wrong is that you're not depositing a thousand bucks in the book. Like you're doing it per bet, which is crazy. No, I
1: did deposit uh, 800 right away and they right. gave me 10% bonus of 880, but from my credit card. And and so I got it, but they didn't charge me. It was my first time. So they let me, they, they didn't do a credit card fee. So it was 880. And for 800, you know, it was 800 so for 880 you? worth of be- bets. I, I put all the bets down preseason. And now I'm like, okay, I'd like to add more, but then it's like it's a 6% charge. And I'm like, it's like going to the ATM in Vegas when it's like eight bucks for the to take out two hundred bucks. You're like, ah, fuck this, you know. Like, uh, the, the whole thing is like, look, I don't mind paying a rake, right? They're setting up a service; they got to make a profit. But I just don't like being abused. That's all as a consumer. That's all. I just don't <laughs> like being abused. If you're gonna try to abuse me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with your product. You know, what I mean, it, it's such a stupid thing, and the interface sucks too. The UI is bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is it MB? I'm trying to figure out which one you're using.
1: No, it's like my bookie or something. Yeah, here, MB, yeah? my bookie. Yeah, yeah. It's just like shit interface. Yeah. They're trying to upsell me on blackjack. I mean, I don't really care. I just didn't want to mention it because I didn't want to give them promotion. But like, no, no.
0: This is the opposite of promotion. This is saying don't go on. And yeah, my, but just by,
1: even any publicity that I'm even using them. Yeah, my bookie, by
0: the way, is known for having bad rake. Just so you know, like right. it's the it's it's a tourist book. There's right. other
1: ones that if you want to use international books that have more Well, I, I put it out on Twitter and a guy I know got in my DMs and was like, "Hey, this is a book I use. They've been reliable." And he probably got a pay, a fee for my uh depositing yeah. there. Not throw know with that. I mean, he wasn't like, "Hey, I'll get a fee. I'll send I'll send you half of it." You know, he just didn't say anything about it, but I realized afterward he probably got a fee. But well, whatever. you know, that's
0: that's what GDC does for a living. Right? I mean, right. that's how they, this company makes money. What so do they do that, they they uh they're affiliate links to get people to sign up for books. I mean that's right. how that's the main uh, revenue source of the of your former company's right. well, parent company. I don't work I don't work
1: here anymore. So. As I said, former, said it's, former. Not my, it's not my problem. Yeah. Probably
0: good podcast um on Chris List podcast with Ted Bell last week. Uh,
1: very good. Thank one. you. Thank yeah. you. I always like doing it with Ted Bell um it's funny i was talking about i think i was talking to him or i was talking to you i found him for the regular stuff he just does it once in a while it was us. you for the sports and now i got like two good co-hosts when i need them um i'm doing another one i, I already recorded i just got to edit it um but yeah thanks appreciate it it was fun yeah. to do it
0: for anyone that enjoys chrysalis on the uh Road Wire real man wood collaboration video feed or listening on the uh podcast after go over to uh, find the Chris List podcast in your favorite player. Talks uh, non-sports, politics, uh, state of society, things like that. I must listen. All right, let's uh, let's get into uh, Survivor here. So far, we have picked in Week One Washington, Week Two Dallas, Week Three San Fran. Thank God for me. Uh, week Four we picked the Chiefs, and now the two big uh, picks this week are people are looking at Detroit against carolina and miami against they're playing your giants right
1: correct right okay. and i think they're both home games right for the for the favorites mm-hmm. and so i'm on the lions i you know <laughs> I, I think i think the third the third team the commanders is the third team i only call the commanders the football team's the third team um and they are playing uh, the bears but I think Justin Fields, after he like kind of turned it around against the Broncos, could easily take down the Commanders. So that one is just kind of off the board. So I think it really is between the Dolphins and the Lions. And I am a Giants homer, and I, and I don't want to be knocked out by my own team. But if Saquon and Andrew Thomas are back, I'm actually going to bet the Giants' money line on this. I think the Dolphins are a bit soft. They're a finesse team. They're very fast. They're very flashy. They're fun to watch. But this is the kind of team I would like the Giants to play. I would dread if the Giants were playing – some nasty like Titans team or even, you know, better version of that that just bludges you, even like the Eagles would be a worse matchup for them. I think this is a a matchup that if Thomas and Barkley are back, they can move the ball too. And Miami will obviously score points on them. But that this could be sort of an up and down game, up, up and down the field game. And what, and you know, this whole deal with everyone crapping on Daniel Jones because he had a bad game when he got sacked 10 times. He wriggled forward on would be sacks for like a half yard gain on like four others. It would have been like 14 sacks. I mean, come on, man. Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes would have been destroyed if like the guys in the backfield before you could even make a decision. Like, this is so stupid. I think people just are, are haters and want to dunk on Daniel Jones. And this is like a, a great excuse to do it.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's a little, Bit of merit on both sides, but you know it's been two the other way, so your your pushback is warranted here. And I think the reason why Daniel Jones gets a lot of um, shrapnel, or well, not even shrapnel, he's like the fo- he's the target he's of shrapnel. Uh, he's, the, getting, he's the target he's of the, the nuclear nuclear right, and it's because eyes. he really like he hasn't like had sustained success, whether his fault or own. And he was paid a contract that right. cost stake one buckler. So there's a narrative like, hey man, all right, you just got paid as if you have done it and you haven't done it yet, so everything is kind of amplified.
1: Yeah, he's a convenient guy to hate on because, you know, it's not like he can be like, well, what about those two Super Bowls he won or whatever? He doesn't have any of that. He's Eli Uh, without
0: the Super Bowls.
1: Right, Uh, but, you know, but the difference is, like, he's literally, at best, had, like, a bottom half offensive line, second half of last year and was good, and has just, the offensive line was horrendous. Last year, it was, like, borderline passable, and then he had the worst receivers in the NFL, so... I don't know. I just think he's been in a crap situation. And and most quarterbacks, this is what I've been saying the whole time is quarterback doesn't matter unless it's like extreme. It's Mahomes, Brady, Rogers is Peak, you know, or if it's like Trough Zach Wilson, although Zach Wilson played a good game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it matters. But if it's like Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr or Andy Dalton or any of those guys, Kirk you'll cousins. be like Kirk, well, cousins may be a little better, but you know, he's the upper end
0: of that bad part. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. He's,
1: yeah. But it's basically like, if he has a good situation, you're like, ah, oh, golf is actually pretty good. Or wow. Mayfield came in the league. It was pretty good. You know, now Mayfield looks decent this year. Oh, Mayfield's worse. He's going to be out of the league. He's terrible. Oh, golf, that contract. How are they, they're just giving him away. They should cut golf and draft a new QB. Right. But like not saying that now because the situation's good. The, Detroit has a good offensive line. Um, the system seems pretty good for him. He's got at least one decent receiver. We'll see if Jameson Williams makes a difference, but these QBs, are just like, people are way too fickle with them. And the difference with Jones is he hasn't had it good. He's just had it bad. And I think he's one of those guys, but plus the running, you know, so I think there's like some upside. He's, he's not, yeah. you know, he's never going to be, um, Brady, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but he could be, you know, that sort of hot, you know, he, I think they can win a Super Bowl with him if the rest of the team were good.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is that we operate a lot in fantasy circles for sports rather than like the general sports fandom circles. And he hasn't been good for fantasy. For example, Russell Wilson, he's been good for fantasy,
1: maybe not great for reality. So 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 in fantasy, I have well, where you took him? Where you took him? Start. He's okay. I keep starting the wrong guy. But yeah, by the way, lineup setting in the NFL in fantasy football is the is the nut low. Like, here's the thing. Every time anyone who's experienced has a lineup decision, it's at least you have at least 45% chance of getting it wrong, 40, 45. I would say the other way.
0: I think you're 45% chance of getting it right, 65. Uh, 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 well, no, but six, I'm saying let's 55. say you're knowledgeable
1: and you make good decisions, right? Yeah. But it's a hard decision, right? And it's not hard if it's 70/30. It's not hard if it's 80/20. Every decision is, you know, it's never 99/1. I mean, some random scrub could outscore Christian McCaffrey any given week. McCaffrey gets hurt, but you know, when it's 70, 30 or above, everybody agrees. Yes, yeah, start that guy pretty much, right? But when it gets into the 60, 40 range inside of that, now you're just talking about like nobody knows for sure. And so if you have 12 of those decisions each week, and I probably have eight or 10, some people have 100 of those decisions every week, you're just going to get a lot of them wrong. I mean, you're going to get, a, and, and being wrong isn't like, oh, darn it, I got the guy who scored 10 points and so the other guy scored 13. Sometimes it's you got the guy who scored two points, the other guy scored 40. On your bench. I mean, it, it, just because it's a close call before the game doesn't mean it's a close result after the game. So you're sitting there just being in misery, being like, "Oh, for fuck's sake! I just had this and I changed it the last minute, or I thought about changing it but I didn't change it, and you know, or whatever it is." It's the nut low in in life fantasy football lineups because the waiver wire, i no problem. So easy, it takes a second. You get the guys you want. You bid aggressively. That's merit based, right? It's all just like, look, I was more aggressive. He was more aggressive. But the lineup stuff is just like, it's like that game in Squid Game. You saw Squid Game where you're walking across (laughs) and you got to just get to the next panel, but one of them you'll fall through. Each one is 50 50, but you can't get to the end without falling through. And so, you know, unless you're the guy that can see the glass, the tint of the glass, you basically are going to have miserable, miserable remorse for all these decisions you made. And there is nothing you could do about it. It's just the nature of fantasy football. Like, I truly despise lineup setting in fantasy football.
0: Well, there is, there is a fix to it. It's not a perfect fix, but oh, what I've done... Ball. Well, best ball, sure. Yeah, that's the... But then the the cost of best ball, meaning, like, is less engagement. So, yes, if you're doing 50 best balls, that's great. That solves that problem. But if, like, if we're in a league with a bunch of our buddies, like, the part of the... The fun part is, like, you know, you're engaged in the chat or you're talking, but this basically... You just go check your lineup, your, your league in, like, week 12. But here's where I think that you can add like a small fix instead of having one flex have three flex spots so right. you're st- you're starting f- 13 players every week instead of nine or ten so you're not really choosing between now your lot of decisions come down to like hey should i start donovan people's jones or richie james they're
1: no longer but like, it doesn't should- matter that never mattered like it, that does matter once in a while but most right. of the time it's like okay neither of them did anything and you're right all your good players are in that is a good fix because best ball is a terrible fix because best ball yeah. just like how do I get enough tight ends so I'm not playing zero tight ends by week 12 and then I have no chance to win even though my team's really good so the best ball's stupid it doesn't work you need to make moves but uh but best yeah, ball lineups much. here's a here's a good fix is you have waiver wire and all that shit like you play all year but you just get a best ball lineup each week you mm. know so it just like takes your best um yeah. it, it would skew things a little bit because you would if maybe you play, just draft it, all these like yeah. like upside guys a little bit but it wouldn't skew it that much.
0: Yeah, I play a lot of Dynasty like that. Um and what it does is it changes the roster construction. Like you no longer want like the third running back, like the Rico Duaddle, the Jaleel McLaughlin, right. you want volatile wide receivers. So right. the roster construction in the game right. changes a little changes bit. Changes a so, little bit. Yeah. So I, again, for just, and that's also going to be a little nuance for people that are, let's say just average or a little above average, like into it, like do three leagues, not like do 40. So I think just add a th- two more flexes and that'll yeah. take it out of it.
1: Yeah. Although that also screws people where, You have some injuries, some bye weeks, and you just literally can't fill it. And you're playing a guy who's full. And that makes you draft a roster with all these mediocrities that just play and get reps, right? You'd way rather have like a bunch of like Tyler Boyds and those flexes so you're not you know, putting a Richie James in there. And so it kind of like makes like this like sort of no stars, all mediocrities roster. Yeah, well, right. You want
0: depth. Like you want um, like where stars and scrubs, you've talked about that in auctions where now you want a bunch of fourth round guys. Instead of- There's no
1: there's no good solution. I, I like the way it is actually the best. Yeah. But I'm just saying, uh, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, it is just extremely taxing on me because I have very high standards. I expect to get these things right. And of course, like everybody else, I get half of them wrong. Uh, and I just am tortured all day knowing that I could have got them right, but I got them wrong.
0: All right. Back to Survivor for a minute. We'll close this out. Dolphins right now, and I know these numbers are gonna be a little bit noisy, but we're just gonna use them. About 40% of your pool is picking the Dolphins. About 39% of your pool is picking the Lions. Commanders drop down to 10%. So just wanna clear this up for people that are that listen to you and understand your game in Survivor. Hey man, 80% of the people are taking the top two. Why shouldn't I pivot? to the Bills that are playing the Jaguars in London or uh, the Commanders on Thursday Night Football. I think people understand why that might be a dicey pick or the Ravens that are only 1% owned. When is that point where you pivot off those
1: two monster favorites? The problem is that the two monster favorites aren't the same team. So like if if you could combine them and say 80% on one of those teams, you would definitely pivot off of it. But the problem is the chances that they both lose, let's say they're both like 80-20, right? Now you're talking about 80% of uh 20 right so, so now you're talking about four yeah. percent right so like now you're you're, do, you're, you're basically saying 96 one of those team teams makes it and i'm gonna go risk my life on some risky ass pick like the bills playing in london against the team that you know knows how to play there has been there against a decent team or the commanders you know with sam howell playing a rejuvenated bears team slightly rejuvenated um you're going to risk your life on that for a 4% chance that they both get knocked out. I think that's insane. There's a way you're taking on way more risk for uh, a proposition that is very rewarding if they both do lose, but it's only 4% to happen that they both lose.
0: All right. So let's, let's make a decision here before we move on. We Lions. Yeah, I had it in his Lions and I am keeping it as Lions. Uh just want to ask you a quick question. Do uh my does my stream seem uh like do I seem my internet you're, seems?
1: Your internet's a little wonky. Yeah, you're what are you in a third world country or something?
0: No, I it's uh for some reason I got that little symbol that says that my internet connection is uh is not great, but it is I just did an internet speed test, but
1: either way, we'll we'll just keep okay. it going here. Yeah, it's, it's um, a little wonky, but I can hear you. Okay. Okay. But I I froze up a little bit or something like that. This should be better now. Yeah. I just thought you were like tweaking out, but then I realized like you didn't have (laughs) the, uh, you didn't ingest any substances that would make you do that. I don't think so. I I thought you were starting to glitch. Maybe you were seeing it like that. Or maybe, you know, that, that emergency broadcast alert yesterday, (sighs) did you get zombified by that?
0: so uh we were on a road to, so everyone um that's listening to this uh, everyone in the united states or probably the world uh, who knows i got, i didn't get it we didn't yeah, get it here got that emergency alert um we were in the middle of a road to wire meeting and everyone's phone went off right so
1: go ahead so there's a there's a conspiracy theory around this which is hilarious i mean not hilarious if it were true it would be very unhilarious <laughs> that that was going to activate um some pathogens um, that people had injected into themselves and it would, you know, it would start to spread all this, hor- you know, horrors and zombify people. And uh, and so, you know, I just I just say I just check it on you, Alan, just making sure you didn't zombify yourself. But uh, so my wife like so far, so good. My wife told me that people in her
0: like her um, functional medicine group said that there was radiation that was poured out during that. Uh, during the right, thing, There's all so. sorts of
1: theories. I mean, look, here's the thing. These theories are insane. Right. There's no doubt about it. But what already happened is insane, right? So it's sort of like, hmm, this other insane thing, there doesn't seem to be much evidence that this is true, but it's not any more insane. Maybe it's a little more insane than the things that just actually happened for three years. So I (laughs) always get a laugh out of them, but I sort of – it's only a half laugh because I'm like, who the hell knows?
0: Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, By the way, before we move on to your picks against the spread – um, I never fired back. You gave me a little venom in one of your great articles that you sent out about that. Uh, we, I, in the beginning, you, you were in a rookie draft back in May or June or July, whenever it was, and oh, you, yeah. were just, you were trying to decide between Zay Flowers, Quinton Johnson, and Devin A. Chain. Funny enough, the Quinton Johnson was the most, um, was the highest poll number. That was an obvious throw them out. I right. suggested Zay Flowers. You went into about Devin A. Chain outlier you like outliers you're willing to bet on them uh right now where we are here
1: i, I still oh, maintain chain chain okay uh, for, no no not even close here's the thing right he's i think surpassed Mostert snapwise snap wise last week like he's the starting running back in miami correct it's dynamic offense he's you know arguably the fastest running back in the league if not you know he and Mostert and you know jameer gives us a couple guys but it's not many he's one of the very fastest in the league he's small but he's only like five, eight, five, nine. And the whole league has gotten smaller at the skill spots, both receiver and running back. And so the whole thing that came in is, you know, I don't follow college football. So I, I was, it's a dynasty league. It was my pick and h a and I drafted just in two of my, uh, B Chris list leagues. And I was like, should I get him here? I got a guts feeling that this guy's going to be good. And I was like, no, no, no flowers and flowers. Is the sensible well, guy it wasn't
0: right? no, no, no flowers. It was like, it, yeah, I guess it was, it was, but yeah. just in dynasty specifically first round wide receivers. That those are the better uh, bets, uh, but uh, yes, yeah, sure. you're right. No, a chain right now. No, like, no. Yeah.
1: So, so so I was like, yeah, I was leaning a chain, but this is probably the wiser thing. He was college productive. And I the still Ravens maintain it was be, a good pick. The the uh, I'm not saying it was a bad pick. That flowers won't be decent. I'm just saying a chain right could be special, right? So so we so we're debating this in the in the comments of my poll. and Mark Stopa says, no way a chain. At his size, he'd have to be a historic outlier. And that day, I was literally drafting a piece for Real Man Sports about Mariano Rivera and how, you know, he's lowest BABIP, lowest home run per fly ball in 20 years. And these are supposed to be luck-based stats, but he was like first and second in two stats over like hundreds of pitchers, over a thousand things. I'm like, they're outliers. It's like Tom Brady is not supposed to win seven Super Bowls. Like, those are outliers. Djokovic, outlier. LeBron James at six, you know, six, nine, two, six. He's averaged seven assists for his career. These are outliers. And people say, oh, no one that big ever gets that many assists. Yeah, unless it's an outlier. So Stoba used that word. He was using it to say no, but he right. used the word, which was like a, oh, that's the answer I was looking for because that was exactly what I was had in my mind. And yet I was such a nutless monkey. I listened to Sislowski and just took flowers anyway. I still, okay. So, I love what I've
0: seen from A Chain here, but that's going to be a you know, and there's nothing wrong with him. And if you wanted to take him ahead of Flowers, that's fine. But the way I play Dynasty, when a three receiver league, you get a first round receiver that you like. You know, by my logic, you would have taken JSN too, right ahead of him as well. And
1: obviously, I I would have taken JSN ahead of him. uh, Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, I would. I mean, I might have. I so. it was, it was just a weird thing, though. No, it, the general thing, it's just like the Barkley-Darnold debate. It's like, generally, do you take a quarterback at three when you have Eli Manning as your quarterback? Trophy Eli Manning? Of course you take the, I mean, at two. Of course you take the top quarterback in the class. Unless, specifically, you really like the running back and you hate the quarterback, right? So it's like, same thing, right? You, d- you typically take the receiver in that situation. But if you have a weird hunch or, I mean, it's not even like I had a basis for it. I never saw the guy play in college. I don't know anything about college football. I just had this feeling, and then... And then, because I'd done some research for my NFC NF, uh, drafts, and then Stopa used that word, that right. magic word, to dismiss him. He used the yeah. word. By the way, but I never do. Was exactly, yeah.
0: I never do the dismissal thing. You notice I just I gave yeah. my opinion. You, yeah, put, yeah. I would have. I never went up to you and said, "Hey, you need to take this guy, uh, Flowers." You asked the poll. I, and and, and so, I put, First
1: of all, I'm blaming you after asking you. Okay. Second of all, right? Like, if, if I didn't want the advice, I didn't have to ask. But secondly, secondly, Stopa wasn't dismissing either. He said no way he would have to be an outlier. He, right. he actually mentioned, he, he didn't say it could never happen. He said, if it happened, he would be an outlier, all right. but outlier is what I'm looking for. And in fact, in life outlier is what you should look for outlier makes a difference. Everyone wants, let's regress this to the mean, let's ignore the outlier. Let's ignore the extremes and regress everything to the mean. Yeah. That fits your model. That makes your little tidy stats. And now you understand everything just perfectly about the whole world. Cause it all fits. Cause you got rid of all the outliers. No, the 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 noise the outliers are not the noise the outliers are the signal it's the thing you're looking for in life and every endeavor the vast middle that makes your little model tick and work and regression to the mean and oh I regressed it that's the noise you your whole fucking life is the noise people your whole life okay all you need is an outlier the the the, the vast middle where you're oh I'm so smart I learned stats 101 and I know how to regress to the mean oh this is the most likely thing you know da 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 that's the noise that that just find a couple of outliers. You want to win your fantasy football league? Have Christian McCaffrey, if he makes it through the whole year, have that, have that guy who makes it through the whole year, and you can pretty much just pair him with almost anybody. You're going to win your league. Like It's not about the you know, regression to the mean and all that. It's about getting the exceptional performance.
0: Yeah. Well said. Well said. Look, you know, uh, another rule of dynasty fantasy football is never take receivers in the third round of your rookie draft because you should be taking backup running backs there because, you know, when their starters go down. But if you didn't listen to that, you you missed out on Puka Nakua in your dynasty rookie draft.
1: Right now that is not one I saw coming or had any hunch. I didn't even know who he was, you know? Well, he was getting Um, hype in the preseason. Like I said, there was
0: reason to be in, there was reason to draft him, but, you know, the dynasty community, myself included, you know, when I say community, like people that I I just were like, no, no, you don't take receivers in the third round. these
1: These rules are generally correct, but the guy who breaks the rule breaks your league wins you the league year after year. I mean, that's the thing. Like that's the whole problem is everybody's trying to price everything to the most likely thing. Oh, I want to be right more often than I'm wrong. Congratulations. You're right more often than you're wrong. But the guy who's right when it, the stakes are the highest when the payoff is the biggest can clean up even if he's only right 35% of the time and beat the guy who's right 65% of the time and the guy 65 is like look how smart i am i'm, I'm right and this guy's usually wrong his takes are wrong my takes are right but it just takes that big cleanup it's how those like vcs invest in silicon valley right they have all these shitty failed startups and they get one Facebook or one, you know, Uber, Uber. And then they, you know, they go a hundred X on their investment. And, and so who cares if they lost the other 20 investments?
0: Now there's definitely more skill in that than what I'm the example I'm going to say, but it's like playing the lottery your whole life for a dollar and then obviously winning when you're 53 years old, you know? Right. I mean,
1: that's a negative EV game, but yes, I mean, that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, I think like, you know, there's ways to look for the outlier, right? I mean, you can't look for things, you can't expect the unexpected because then it wouldn't be unexpected. But you can be open-minded. I would I would say the way to do it is to be open-minded to unlikely but plausible possibilities, right? Like we know A chain's in this system. We know there's nobody blocking him. Mostert can't handle a huge workload. Jeff Wilson's already hurt. He always gets hurt. He's not even the you know a guy with any established track record. So he's in this completely uh, wide-open field. Good. He's in an offense that's innovative, creative, and you know good if two is healthy. So check and this guy may be the fastest running back in the league um but he's too he's smaller than the average running back he's smaller than you that's it right so is he an outlier or not but but you can look for that you can look for situations like that and i'm not i'm not saying before the year it's likely or you know it's not even likely that a chain is going to be a top 5 running back next year yet it's not likely yet it's possible not likely somebody right. compared him to uh, chris johnson cj2k and cj2k was an outlier. That guy was crazy fast. He ran like a four three.
0: He ran a 4.24, four, just so you know. Four,
1: four, two, four, right. And, 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 but he was like 6 feet, 200. He had like a very low BMI, ran high, right? But he just, at his peak, was just, you know, the best running back in the league.
0: Yeah, he was um, 5'11", 191. A-chain is 5'9", 191. And the other good comparison that I said, and that's a great comparison, by the way. Yeah. I think that is the best one. But C.J. Spiller, had he worked out, was another... Uh, player that was in that that Elkin, and- he had that
1: one year. He had that. I drafted that guy over and over again, uh thinking maybe he'd reprise it. He never could. But he had that one good year, CJ Spiller. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, all these guys are different. You know, different makeup, different work ethic, different whatever. You don't really know. But um I, I just think like you should be looking for the outlier all the time. You know, you want to hit singles and doubles. That's fine. But I, I just think the way that most things work in life is. Yeah, you can, you can kind of get the singles and doubles and sort of eke out like a, a slight positive EV, or you can cash get a couple game versus, of home runs.
0: Cash game versus uh, GPP, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yep. Um, it, Just a, a long-term keeper question or like Dynasty League. I know you don't play in a lot of Dynasty stuff, but would you rather have A-Chain or uh, Brees Hall for the rest of their
1: career right now? Probably Brees Hall because he's got like, pass catching ability, the good speed saw He's got everything, although he's coming off that serious injury. So maybe he's got one. That's his negative. Uh, also the jets. I saw a guy wearing a jets t-shirt on Twitter. So it just said, just endure the suffering. That's yeah, a J E T S. Um, I thought it was a great shirt, but that is, I want but, that. I think, I think yeah, I want to, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so there's that factor, but, I mean, probably Hall. I mean, Hall, what will what, 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 Hall, if, if you're doing a Dynasty League now that lo- Hall looks healthy again, uh, where does he go in the Dynasty he, right now?
0: He's a top three running back if, in startup. If Because um, right. right now, because so, like he'll go ahead of McCaffrey in oh, of Dynasty. Yeah, right.
1: Of course. Although McCaffrey's value for this year is so high right now that it's almost like you don't know about the future, about anybody. It's almost like just take him at 1 1, win your league this year, and then figure People out next d- year, next year.
0: People do that, right? There's yeah. the there's people that just say, hey, I'm you're going to give me Travis Kelsey in the fourth round? Like, I'm taking yeah. it. Okay, you're right. going to give me, you know, there's, there's teams that do well, that. fourth
1: round, that's easy. But I, I think at 1-1, you can make a case. Look, he may be good next year. We don't know. But he's definitely the 1-1 this year now if we redraft. So now you've got maybe the best guy for two years. Now you're worried about Brees Hall being better than him three years down the road if Brees Hall's even in the league or doesn't get hurt again. I mean, it's almost kind of crazy to take. There, there's just nobody. You need somebody like Jonathan Taylor last year. And now we look what happened to him. Um, where he had the track record and he's young, you know, and, you know, he's, he seems like he's durable, but look yep. at him now. I, I think Taylor's going to be a league winner, and I'm just really pissed because I thought that when I was drafting my prime time, but because his ADP was mid-seventh, I thought I could get him to 6-7 turn, and he got taken one pick before me. You know who I got? Jerry Judy. I got Jerry Judy at the turn, and Jerry Judy only missed one game. Taylor missed four, but would anybody trade Jonathan Taylor for Jerry Judy now? Hell no, they wouldn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jerry Judy is the uh, receiver that they think could be, you know, like the Panthers are sniffing around for a receiver. That's the one they think could, you know, I would that, love it.
1: Just get yeah. him just, but he's, I just think like a receiver who's this far into his career, who is supposed to be good. He's too erratic. There's something mentally just not correct. Like people who, who are about greatness, like it, they don't just like linger around for this long, you know, you can get an unlucky injury. You could have like a setback, but it's like, how many is this fourth year now? I mean, just, yeah. And, and
0: he also, by the way, he did finish as a top five wide receiver the last month and a half of the season last year. He went on a tear. There's something there.
1: I mean, you know, a lot of guys are good for a month, um, but I think like part of being like a real elite pro is being good for year over year, for not just an entire year, but every year. You know, coming back and same dedication, same focus. I don't know. I'm, I'm like I have him in that one league because I thought the discount was okay, but yeah. I guess I would like a, a fresh start in Carolina. We can finish the survivor segment, though. I, I'm fading the Dolphins. I think the Giants could beat them. I think if they have Thomas and they have Barkley, which they might, I think the Giants are, are maligned, humiliated, whatever. This is exactly the wounded animal you don't want to mess with. The Dolphins, they got a little bit exposed against the Bills. Uh, I think that um, the Giants can beat them outright. I, I, if I could find a book, I'm going to put 200 bucks on the Giants' money line uh, because I'd feel pretty strongly about it. And uh, the Lions could lose. The Lions could definitely lose. They're not an elite team. Amon Ra's questionable. Um, but uh, oh, by but the way, t- you
0: did you did bad math, Amon Ra last week when he scored a touchdown. I, I was I wanted to jab back at you there because we did our like biggest panic meter players. Yeah. and you and you wrongly and insultingly called uh, Amon Ra St. Brown a panic player.
1: I think he is. I mean, first of all, he's hurt. He's, hurt, he's hurting it. That's a second touchdown, right? So he's on pace for eight right now. So that's not too bad. Right. But I said under is over under was five and a half. So like, I think that's right. I mean, he got he got in on a blown play. He was just like nobody was on him. But um, but he's the kind of guy, and obviously injuries. Yeah. So we're taking know, the Lions, by the way. I already put it. In. Yeah, we're taking the Lions. I. Okay. Yeah. I and, and I, but they could lose. I mean, they're not so good that they can't lose. Obviously, but, yes. But. But I feel better about them, and and you know what you know what also sold me on them is their pass rush last week against Green Bay. They destroyed yeah. Green Bay's offensive line. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, is like everyone talks about. Like uh, what's his name, uh, Micah Parsons, and they talk Miles about Garrett you know, and- Miles Garrett and- Miles Garrett. They talk about uh, Crosby, the Watts. Well, not the Watts, the yeah. Watt T.J. Watt, Bosa, but but this dude, yeah, Hutchinson, is like. Yeah. he's he's in the backfield all the time. He's really good. Yeah, I um,
0: I live here in Jacksonville, Florida, and people that I have run into that are just like sports fans, not necessarily like fantasy fans, are all sick that they took Javon Walker over uh, last year over Hutchinson. Looks like a mistake. Yeah, yeah. When it was, by the way, when Walker was considered a reach pick and Hutchinson was considered the boring safe guy.
1: Right. He just, I just every time I watch the Lions game, that dude is everywhere. He's just everywhere, yeah. and and so yeah I, I, yeah, I we're good with the Lions.
0: Couple things that happen in the chat. Normally, I don't, I don't make our podcast chat centric, but Cooper Cup, right, coming back in here. Uh, people are asking what your opinion, Chris Lis, is on what the rant. Now, let's assume Stafford stays healthy. He's been really good for real football. Puka Nakua, uh, Cooper Cup.
1: What do you think ends up happening with these two receivers moving forward from fantasy football? If Cup is truly healthy. You know, we, we said Burrow, oh, he'll be fine, you know, and, and he, we don't know yet that he's yet fine, but if cup is truly healthy himself, I think he's the number one. I think Nakua will be the Robert Woods and then Atwell will be like the deep guy or the gadget guy. Um, and that's how I see it playing. out. I don't, I don't see if cup is himself, Nakua staying at this level. Now Robert Woods was like a top 15 receiver every year, you know, in this system. So it's not like Nakua would disappear in that case, but, um and and cup you know was sort of the number two it was like one and one a when they were together but i think cup would be the number one and Niku would be the number two
0: yeah Atwell might be the one to suffer that's because people have been asking that a lot in our chat and in some of our video comments and by the way if you love videos like this if you love watching chris lists on uh on this collaboration video between real man sports and rotowire um consider clicking the like button, subscribe to the channel, and go over to realmansports.com as well. You can uh, see all of Chris Liss's content there. He's got a ton for free, and then he has a paywall for some of uh, some of the more in-depth pieces that you you might like. And did I say that all correct there? And then- yeah, that's
1: that's right. I mean, I have a link to the Noster feed where I give away like most of the stuff for the free guys anyway if they yeah. want to go to the Noster, but the, the site has it for the paying subscribers. But I'll talk about things that people don't talk about they're not allowed to talk about. You know? You're not allowed to talk about Trevor Bauer and that whole situation. You're not allowed to talk about DeMar Hamlin. I talk about that stuff. That's sports, right? But like, if you have corporate partners, I understand. You got to just be like, he played his first game on special teams or he, they settled that, you know, they settled the civil suits. You know, there's no, that's the end of the discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's actually the stuff that, you know, I'm not like trying to even have outrageous takes because a lot of my takes I think are, um, I I try to say what I think is sensible and true, but it's just, you're not even allowed to, discuss this stuff in most places so realmansports.com it's fantasy sports but you know there's not this like omission of like certain topics that people are definitely curious to hear about love that all
0: right uh Kyle Pitts we talked about him last week right and I advised maybe cutting him and moving on you gave a very uh, sound case for keeping him because the upside is still there I'm going to ask you every week until you cut him on our you know our fake imaginary team here now just talking about home league's five person bench Johnu yeah. Smith is getting the, you know, the marginal pass work there. It's now we're in the bye weeks. If Kyle Pitts is the guy you have to cut to pick up uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, Michael Wilson, or just, you need somebody. Are you willing to do it now? Or are you still holding on a little bit?
1: No, if I, I'm not gonna take a zero, you know, for Kyle not zero, but like, would you, would you, well, you know, it's, really it's all situational, right? Let's say you have like, Cam Akers, right, is your back. And you have Kyle Pitts and Jaleel McLaughlin's available. And you're like, okay, if I want McLaughlin this week, I got to cut one of those two guys. I might just start Akers and hold on to Pitts um, because Akers McLaughlin is probably pretty close anyway at this point. point. But so, why drop pits for that? But then again, why not drop pits and maybe McLaughlin? McLaughlin, again, he's like A Chain. He's this little fast guy who's too small. He's an outlier, but now these aren't even outliers. Now we're having little running backs all over the league. So, um, actually I actually didn't check my NFFC bids. How much did McLaughlin go for in league?
0: So I got, so he went in, I got him in mine at forty four hundred and thirty 430 something. Oh, I'm not even close. So then the next guy down was like 3900, uh, 390 something. And then in the, I, I put the same bid in both. I put 437. I lost him in one for the guy who went 532 or something.
1: Oh, I didn't get him anywhere. Then I was I was putting in like two hundred fifty. You won't get him. And by the way, that was discussed on a bunch of podcasts
0: this week. I even think I heard like um, uh, some incredible fantasy I'll say, oh, "I'm just going to put in two hundred nineteen. I'll get him everywhere." And the other fantasy analyst came back and said, "You're going to need to put in double in the NFFC." They were talking about FFPC, but it's the same thing. It's just not how it works in those leagues where the, nobody.
1: The, the thing about it is right. Like if Javante Williams were out for the year, no problem. You know, go put sixty percent of your budget in and get him but Javante Williams is probably coming back pretty soon and P Ryan is there. So it's like, you're really going to drop half your budget for a guy that you don't even know if he's good this week, let alone, you know, even if Javante doesn't play, you don't even know that he's going to do anything this particular week. I mean, if you're going to drop half your budget, it better be a guy. Even if it's like, let's say, you know, obviously when Nick Chubb, yeah. Or yeah. Kyron Williams or Nick Chubb is out. You know, go Ford. go all in on Jerome Ford. Or let's just say Nick Chubb were out four weeks. Fine, go all in. You know you're getting four weeks of starter reps, likely. Go ahead. But with McLaughlin, you don't even know you're getting one week. You know, right. it's it's like so he looked well, good, but I'll, I mean it's I'll so I'll give you ridiculous. the counter.
0: I'll give you the counter yeah. here is that you're in the NFC, they only, only the first two places really matter, right? Everything else. There's no playoffs where you just have to sneak right. in. You're in right. sixth or seventh place. It's week five. You got seven hundred dollars left of budget. What are you doing here? You like you need to make a move now because it's not about what. If, so McLaughlin's been getting first team reps all season long, right? In right. practice, it's just they haven't unleashed him yet. Now you like you always talk about like once you see it, like they go they tend to go back to those things. He looks different than the other running backs, so I think that's the case for saying okay, I'm not
1: going to go sixty percent, but if I'm going to make a move, this is the swing of the bat right here. I know. It just seems crazy to make that move. And then Javante's back in week six and you're like, wait, I just spent my budget on a guy who, and then maybe, you know, in this game, remember they're playing the bears. That's one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, they play a good defense, no running back you know, he goes eight for 28 next week and P Ryan goes 10 for 30 and nobody does much. And then next week Javante's back and you're like, you didn't even get, you're not even guaranteed any opportunity really, you know, just a small opportunity. Yeah. So I, yeah. I didn't do it. I, I mean, I went 200, 250. I was like, I got to check. I did it all my leagues. I, I probably got him in no leagues, but I was like, I'll, you know, I don't know. I, I've got CEH, right? But like, like, like uh, Pacheco had a real workload as an RB1 last week for the first time. He just, they just gave him everything. But if against the Vikings, it should be a high scoring game. If they mix and match CEH, versus McLaughlin, that's gotta be like 65-35, 60-40 that CEH outscores scores him. Like I'm gonna bid half my budget for a guy that's barely better than the scrub I have on my team. Yeah, I
0: think that anyone bidding that way on McLaughlin, like myself, my mindset was I know that what you're saying is is a is an outcome that is one, it's very much in play. But the other one is like, uh oh, it's Devon A chain. Here we go. This is the this is right. one of the young players that Sean Payton... like they haven't been good, the Broncos. So right. they integrate Marvin Mims more as a wide receiver. They integrate Jaleel McLaughlin and now they're winning. And right. that's the the thing that propels their season. So it's uh, it's I, I like I said, I went heavy in the leagues where I was like in fifth place, sixth place. Right. The ones where I was right. like in third, fourth, I was more conservative of my bids. So I mean I think I, the, I get I rather make
1: a mistake being aggressive than passive. But 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 I but I will say just that if Javante Williams are out for a month for sure, yep. or even better out for the year in this case, then no brainer. But I think that the fact that he could play in week six is he ruled out for week five, Javante?
0: No, he still might play this week. <laughs>
1: it's just like, it's like, <laughs>
0: All right. Um, we understand that you're an NLM, that you don't think. You know, I, yeah. I am an NLM. Right. I took
1: flowers over H and I am an NLM.
0: <laughs> He's very bad, very bad. Yeah. Too soon, too soon. Yeah. Um, I want to know your um, – so you already talked about it against the spread here that you like the Giants' money line, so not really against the spread. Uh, You covered that one. Yeah, yeah. rewind the video if you're watching live. Uh, Chris List gives a nice take that why he's going to pound the money line um, for the New York Giants. Give me something with the number that you
1: like this week. Uh, um, I had some ideas that I kind of like. I think – I had the Eagles as much bigger favorites than they are well, the state. What it is for those that don't yeah, have it. Of- I think it's Eagles minus four at Rams. I kind of think the Eagles, but I don't know now I'm feeling a little like less convicted on that. There's some, there was a couple of teams that I was like this, there was a team that like was supposed to be good that I was looking at. Maybe it was the Eagles. And I was like, they're not getting the, you know, they're sort of, it's time for them to like flex their muscles again. Maybe right. it was the Eagles and just destroy the Rams. But, Maybe that system in Stafford at home uh, will be something. I don't know. That was my big one was Giants was just such a no-brainer. Uh, I think the under in the Texans Falcons maybe. I'm, although I have Bijan, so I'm hoping for an over. I, I feel like that could – I have C.J. Stroud, and I'm like him or Stafford. Who do you start, Stroud or Stafford in the NFPC? <laughs>
0: I mean, Stroud's running hot right now. I am not. See, that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, the matchup, the matchup. Like last week, I went through this with a lot of people with, um, with Devon H. A. And I said, you don't bench a guy after a 50-point week. You don't bench Stroud after he's just like ripping off 300-yard games with no interceptions. Now, it could go wrong, but I'm I mean, he's good, that one's going to go wrong in my lineup. So it's Stroud is the answer
1: for Interesting. me. Interesting. And so it's so much conviction because I was like – the Falcons ugly these games up. They yeah. run it fifty times. Ritter can't move the ball. It ends up being like these like field goal games, like that London game. No one in Jacksonville did anything because they didn't have to. You know, I, I totally agree. Your logic is sound.
0: It's just that I have a philosophy that is, while they're hot, I'm running them, and then you know, like I said, they're I'll cool be then. wrong a good right. amount of times, but right. You know, it's yeah. not like Stafford has been great for fantasy. No, he's, he's been no. like 16, 18 points. Stroud, it seems like that's his floor, right? Like 14, 15, 16. And then well, every week he's Eagles, 25. And the Eagles could get after him, you know, and, and yeah.
1: their offensive line isn't great. Yeah. And, you know, so. Stroud
0: uh, would be, that to me, that wasn't even a difficult one. But again, like you said, I'm going to get most. Right. You could fade I'm me curious. too. Okay. No, no, I'm going to do it and I can blame
1: you. No, no <laughs> I just need someone to blame. I don't care about the fading.
0: Um, with our last few minutes here, I just want to ask you, um, I noticed that you were a little sweaty when you got to the pot. Were you running around
1: a little bit before you no, got I, here, or I was running? I was literally running up a steep hill to get the <laughs> metro, and I missed the fucking metro. The last I, it was like pulling out when I got there. Otherwise, it would have been here at two fifteen. And then I got there, and then I had to hustle up. Um, and so, yeah, I was a bit sweaty when I got here.
0: Yeah, but. that's a bad. I, I didn't. I feel bad. I want you to be relaxed. And... Well, no,
1: the, the reason was because I got lied to about what time uh, Sasha's basketball game. It's a holiday here, and they said yeah. ten thirty, but it didn't eleven thirty. I don't know. There's like a holiday every other day. No one works here. It's like a joke. This is yeah. everything's a holiday. But the game, don't they lost? I, I was late, sweating. They lost 72 to 20. She only played like a half. That's um, basketball. Team, yeah, That's... basketball. Girls basketball. The other team destroyed them. And Sasha's 11. it's 13 and under. So she's one of the youngest. But like the girls on her team, I was like, it's like, oh, they're throwing it to her. It's a automatic turnover. You know, like some girl. I'm so mean. I'm like, I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking, oh, you're gonna turn it over. Of course she does, you know, and it's just like the coach, I'm like, teach them to play defense. Like, everybody's guarding their man. The man's outside the three-point line, and they're, like, hugging against the man, and somebody drives right down the middle, and no one's helping. And I'm like, Sash, you got to help out if they're going right to the basket. Don't worry about it. Don't be, like, so obedient to the coach. Like, oh, don't leave your man. So it was It was. It was a frustrating morning.
0: As you know, I referee uh, both high school basketball and uh, adolescent basketball. Right. I see it all the time. A lot of time, we make the joke that the ball at, with girls that age, the yeah. ball's a magnet. And because yeah. they all just group around the ball, sometimes at least they're spread out playing. You
1: know, no, like, but it's, it's the opposite. It's like like there's someone driving right down the middle, and they're running away from that person right. to like make sure their man who's on the perimeter is not open. It's like, come on, tell, the coach has to say you got to play with instincts. Like, you know, you don't want kids just all going to the ball. But I guess in Portugal it's different. They're much more no, no, same, In the U.S. It's, it's the it's, opposite.
0: It's the same, but I'm saying it's the same thing at that level of of kids basketball of uh, yeah. is that a lot of times you're lucky to even have a coach that wants to coach basketball. Nonetheless, right. one that's actually good at it at that level. Yeah. There are great coaches at that level. Yeah. I always co- go up to the coaches after that. I see like are coaching them the right way. And I, I give right. them compliments. I say, please keep doing this, you know, like, because they're just used to getting yelled at about playing time and having oh, arguments. Yeah. No, I keep
1: my him. mouth shut about that. Cause that's, I, I don't want to embarrass Sasha, but in my mind, you know, I'm like cursing yeah. and being so yeah. pissed about everything. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. No, it was a rough one. They got yep. destroyed.
0: Yeah. You got you have to see some of the high school basketball games that I did that the coaches that are ridiculous that yell at us and stuff like that at the referees yeah. and yeah, yeah. So
1: Do you ever uh, you ever eject somebody? Real real ref ejects. Yeah,
0: of course. I've mean, I've had ejects The problem you see, they they, they deter us so, okay. So a lot of times when you give that first technical foul and, and the rule is in high school they need to sit down, they can't stand right. up the rest of the time. Uh, usually they know because now in high school they get fined five hundred dollars if they get ejected. Oh, plus plus they have to go money to, for yeah. Plus, they have to go to a course, which is a pain in the ass. It's a three-hour course, <laughs> humiliating, Humili- Humili- humiliating. And, right. and and they, they there's a, a suspension review. Now they could appeal it, but most of the times, again, like the, if you're doing that level of game, and again, not high school. Like I'm not like an MBA or a college referee, right. but like right. you know, there's everyone's filming everything, so there is right. yeah. So I right. basically I I try to like defuse, you know, let them know the technical is coming. Right. So right. okay, okay, coach, that's enough. I heard you. I heard right. you. Inject yep. those dudes without yep. prejudice. But I have Ooh. done it before. I have done yeah. it before. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, any last thoughts before we go here? We're picking the we're picking the lions in Survivor. The lions. You, you're yep. taking the Giants money line in and uh, against the spread probably
1: if I can find a book that doesn't try to steal from me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, You find Chris Liss. uh, He's on Twitter on Tuesdays, but I wish you you would pick a different day of the week because Tuesday is the one day I'm not on Twitter because I just like— I never see you.
1: Never see you. Yeah, well,
0: because Tuesday is the one day I take off. That's why I—because I just like after the weekend and being on Twitter and doing all these things, like I need a day, you know, of of Well, I
1: mean, I I would pick another day, but see you next Wednesday just doesn't have the same ring to it. So
0: (laughs) I, I wish you would just pick Sunday and call it a day.
1: Yeah, but Sunday I'm out and doing stuff. So it's like I would only be during football. And then, you know, and also like a lot of the stuff I tweet about is non-sports. So like in the middle of the football, tweeting all that stuff, it just doesn't really make sense. So, okay. Yes, there. So the other thing I
0: was saying, you should have two accounts. One for tweeting that, you know, non-sports and,
1: you know, one for sports. Yeah, but it's too late because I have the followers for this account. And like, you know, I'm just like, of course, I love sports. And I talk about all the time. I watch all the games and everything. I write about it. But I'm just like interested in what I'm interested in. So it just comes out and I just can't put the genie back in the bottle. Had I thought of that a few years ago, maybe. But then how would I have gotten all those normies to get so, uh, you know, to, to yeah. get so pro-clutchy all these years if I had done that? That's the that's the other side.
0: Yeah, like I said, I I, uh, I even turn my notifications off a lot on Tuesdays because I'm just so burnt from like doing, con- you know, just everything. So it's like I... Yeah, I'm not I'll... telling
1: you have to do it, man. You should, you should stay off that old... Noster is where it's at. Yep. They can't, you know... Uh Elon and his and his henchman Linda yacarino can't uh throttle your post because you're saying something lawful yet awful. Her advertisers don't like it, Alan. I know you say things her advertisers don't like. So yep. you know. Yeah, no, I love it. All right, come, to the land, come to the land of the free. That's what I say. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll be back every Thursday
0: until we lose at least. Maybe we'll keep going after that. Uh at nine thirty AM Eastern Time with another um collaboration video between real man sports and Rotowire. Thanks. Good luck in your Survivor this week, everyone.